From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. Hey, Manish, uh, I've got a little caveat that I have to start with before we get rolling on the podcast. And that Spiders! Is yeah, 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 pretty much. So I'm outdoors. I'm actually going to try and record this time. Uh, a storm got in the way last time. But uh, while I was testing today, the same spider jumped on my leg. Um, yeah, so yeah, if I have a field day with this, if if I, uh, yeah, if I jump up and, uh, and run away and you hear little, little, uh, yeah, me having a hissy fit, you'll know why. And All then right. just pause and I'll be back. So on that note, the topic today is actually day trading. And uh, at least one of the topics is we're going to touch on. And I thought this was uh, kind of came to the forefront from the, the, the standpoint of I'm here at the RV park and, and one of the guys next to me comes over. We start having a little chat. And, you know, one of the common questions in an RV park is, oh, well, what do you do for a living? Especially if they figure out you're working full time. And this particular person is from, uh, is, uh, was doing a full time job. And then he started day trading. And that's basically what he does now. So he, nice. his wife and, and little kid are out here at the park and that's you know it's like that's their thing he's like yeah i don't don't do a lot he's like you know eh, maybe i trade a couple times a day maybe i go a week without trading it's like you know he's he's not like i'm i don't want to be tied to the damn thing i was like okay now this is brilliant he's he's seen you know we started talking he had a process in place and that's you and i agree there's a lot of ways to skin the cat but if you've got a process stick to it and for him it was can i do this can i make money and can i not be tied to the desk like i was when i worked Mm-hmm. So, so that was, that was a little, I thought that was a little interesting story on the forefront, but you know, look, let's, let's hit the bones here. A few months ago, we addressed, uh, in, uh, a, one of our podcasts, the race to zero back in season one. Hey, you know, hey that was eight. actually like a year ago, by the way, I think now, isn't it? We're already at August. Well, yeah, yeah bro. You're right. It yeah. was. Wow. So, okay. So a year ago, <laughs> wow. Time's flying. We, we had this podcast. One of the things, oh, Okay. So, hold on. Spider, you think I'm kidding? He's on my hand. Un momento, por favor. You need to stick to recording this shit inside. Okay. Um, All right. Breath. Okay, so anyway, we get <laughs> back to task. Uh, one of the things we talked about was, you know, the, the dropping of commissions on stocks and ETFs and those sorts of things, right? And, and would that cause a difference in the trading style? Would that get in the way or remove a, a, a hesitancy of trading? And so we thought we'd, we'd hit some of these. So Manish, um, let's, let's start this. I mean, when it comes to the good, bad, and ugly of, of day trading and some of the things you're seeing in the marketplace, uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts? How, it's it's like the kids the kids are back in control um you know there, there's a lot of reasons you can point to uh fed people at home you know the 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 increase in in some of these cheaper stocks but you know robin hood has has come up uh, as a, a vehicle for some of the younger kids who are who are investing or more retail so i, I pulled a couple stocks that the the top stocks in august which by the way robin hood releases um the the top stocks mm-hmm. but they stopped uh, I, I think as of uh 
recently they decided not to release that data through their API. So anyway, just a couple of stocks that, that came up that I think are, are hilarious. Like number one, Moderna. Obviously, you know, people are in tune with what's going on with vaccine development, but there's hundreds of companies um, that, that are involved in this. But whoever hits the news first, you know, Moderna is a popular stock uh, from Robinhood. Uh, Neo. Anyone know what Neo is? And neither did I until no I looked at it. It's no an electric clue. car company. The next one. What? Yeah, exactly. Here's here's a, here's a funnier one. The next one is called Spartan Energy Corp. And Spartan Energy Corp, actually, there was a reverse merger with a company called Fisker, uh, which I, I don't know, know if Fisker. you recall. Yeah, it's an electronic, uh, electric sorry, car company that initially went bankrupt in 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. And now they came back to do a reverse merger with a energy holding company, and the, the stock started started taking off. Uh, the, the next one, this will bring back memories, although now it's for a different reason, is Eastman Kodak. And when you and I think of Kodak, we think of what they actually do, right? Uh, uh, development, pictures, whatever the hell they are anymore. And, and that's... Yeah come to light recently and you know you saw the news right about kodak and yeah. and, and what was it like 1900 yeah. surge yeah well i think it got up to 22 or 2300 at one point of course it's backed off from that i looked yesterday and and uh, it had backed off considerably but still i mean it's it's kind of ridiculous in the scheme of things uh you know the the ceo is on you know doing interviews claiming well but we've been a chemical company for 100 years and whatever other excuses they want to make look it, to me, I got to be honest, man. It just looks like shenanigans going on. Well, hold on, I mean, hold on, hold on. So this is yeah. there, uh, Christopher can throw this in the show notes. Uh, it, there's a, a Ben Hunt does Epsilon Theory, which I, I read a lot. Uh, and so the day before that, this loan was granted. Keep in mind, there was a loan granted to Kodak by the U.S. government for the future task of developing pharmaceutical ingredients. Kodak has never done anything remotely close to pharmaceuticals and so they're they're granting this loan for a future promise to develop the day before this happens there's 50 million dollars worth of stock options given it is it they're not even trying to hide uh the shenanigans anymore uh and and so that's kind of the point here is like all these crazy stock uh rallies and there's always some nutcase story that goes along with it here's another one that's even crazier uh wayfair Everyone knows Wayfair, and yes, you know maybe the stock's rallying because people are doing home remodels and things like that. It's up 910% since the March 17 lows. Here's another nutty story that goes along with it. They were actually accused of child sex trafficking because someone, someone unearthed where... It, like there was a curtain like or a vanity that should sell for a thousand or a hundred dollars and in reality on the site it was selling for like 10 or fifteen thousand and and some people were uh there's some allegations around that uh the increased price was uh attached to that now look i i have no idea if it's actually true or not but that's not the point the point is that you know the times we're living in with some of these extraordinary uh increases in stock prices uh, and some of the ridiculous stories that go with it, you know, things like Nikola, you know, which is another electric car company that, you know, has nothing. They have no revenue. They have nothing. It's just a promise to make uh, future cars. And, and, and these stocks are, are going haywire on it. So I don't know. What, what do you I'll think be, about all this? I'll be I'll be glad to take a five hundred million dollar check uh, to make something in the future. 
Yeah. <laughs> be more than happy to do so. Um, you know, I mean, it, look, it's uh, like I said. Well, hold on. Let's. Why? What? What are your two cents? Why? What's going on? So I think a lot of this has to do with, and again, this sort of starts with where we left off last time, which is there. There's always this hope. Everybody wants to hit the home run, right? And I, you know, I'm a baseball guy. So as a kid growing up, look, I, I never dreamed of of getting a bunt single in the World Series. <laughs> Nobody does, right? You, you want to crank that bad boy and do a bat flip. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And I think that's the mentality of a lot of these uh, crazy stock situations is that people are, are hoping, praying, giving a fair shot to let me throw some money at it and, and see if we can hit a home run. And I, I, you know, personally, I think it's odds are higher. The home run hitters strike out more than anybody. And it's, I don't you got to do... be willing to strike out a lot and, and that's fine. But I just think it's ridiculous. Some of these prices and I don't, bl- I don't blame them though. I don't blame them. It's tempting. I mean, as a money manager, <laughs> I, I got to admit, I mean, you know, I, we don't do any of that stuff, but it's tempting when yeah. you hear stories. Uh, it's, it's exotic. It's sexy. You know, like I, I can, you know, buy something for 50 cents and, and, you know, become a trillionaire <laughs> in a week. Like, um, well, better yet, just start buying options. Yeah, right. We'll get to that. But so th- th- this, you know, our podcast is is, is for financial yeah. advisors, and I wrote this in a recent commentary where I said the biggest challenge for financial advisors now is the 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 comparison factor. And what I mean by that is a client coming in saying, you know, my buddy of mine has Apple, Amazon, you know, Tesla. Why do you have me in the, the Vanguard Balance portfolio or? Uh, the American funds growth, like what are these things? You know, what, why can't we go after these stocks? So, I think I think there's going to be a challenge for some advisors to you know rein in that craziness. Yeah, and you know, I mean, in in the scheme of things, it's I think now more than ever, and this is part of what we do in the podcast. You're right, is is bring some of these things to the forefront because as an advisor, when you're having client meetings day after day after day, whether that now be via Zoom or or whatever. Right, it's easy to sort of miss some of the things that are going on. Sorry, as I knock off. Yeah, I should probably do these indoors from now on. Um, you know, but it, it, now more than ever, I think is the time to have a good financial advisor. And what I mean by that may mean that that they're directing traffic for everything. And if you want to be that that dude or that gal that wants to play with, you know, throwing money to the wind and trying to hit a home run, great. Take five percent of your assets and go. Go have fun. Go go open up a, an E-Trade account or a Robinhood account or whatever and, and go play with it. But don't let this be the time where you say, you know what, I can do it myself and I can go like gangbusters. Uh, you need a financial advisor. So, yeah, but so financial advisors those, should be aware of that. Those people that are knee-deep in this, they're not They're not going to use a financial advisor. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. done. Their only yeah. thing that's going to teach them is getting their ass handed to them. And, and you know, it, it's fine. you got to have both sides of, of, of transactions. And so maybe yeah. they're right. Maybe you and I will be the dumb ones as they continue to make money uh, left and right. I mean, well, time will tell. I don't want to be that old yeah. guy that's yelling at the kids for buying uh, Tesla <laughs> stock. Um, you know, Great hey, googly ma- moogly. Yeah, make make your money, man. Manish loved the kids. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. no no issues there. What else is going on? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think this, this lends itself, though, to part of this, or kind of a subset of this discussion is, does diversif- diversification really work? And without going too deep in that, it's just the concept that, you know, as financial advisors in our industry, most have been taught that, you know, you got to have a little bit of everything, right? And, and the S&P isn't your benchmark and, and all these things. And this is the battle that we fight. 
Um, as we move forward, though, and look at what I started the podcast with, which is what are some of the holdbacks or is there actually more trading? Maybe we're just seeing, and the reason I say this, maybe we're just seeing spikes in a few sort of hot stocks, but overall trading isn't actually up, right? You're just seeing a couple of headlines. And, and uh, I thought this might be worthwhile to look at commission-free trades. I want to read this so I get it exact. Just looked at a report uh, from a, uh, I guess it's been a couple of months now, found one that said uh, for the first quarter, <clears throat> I haven't seen a report on this for the second quarter yet, TDA trading up 144%. E-Trade up 129. Schwab was up 98 and Interactive Brokers was up 72. So, so clearly, whether it be the market environment, which might be, you could say that's to blame, or the fact that it doesn't cost anybody to trade. It's, trading it's, is up. It's the perfect storm of degenerate gambling. And so you have... <laughs> you, are, you, have you are spot on, brother. I mean, look, you have no commissions. Um, you have, in some cases, on the retail side, fractional shares. You have no sports, which means there's uh, a lot of single men out there who have nothing to do. Uh, and you also have stimulus checks going out. Uh, and... It, all of that happens in a three-month period, and 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 so this listen. This is all hindsight, right? Of course, if we knew this was going to happen three months ago, we, um, you know, buy some of these things. But uh, yeah, it's. I think it's just a perfect storm of of uh, of that stuff coming together. Well, I'm going to blame you. You, you. you hold the whole damn millennial group. You're you're the first to buy the uh, cruise. I'm lines. not. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm on the edge, I'm just man. Kidding. Don't put me in that stuff. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I mean, I think it's great. Look, if somebody's got some extra cash and they want to throw at one of these things. You know, I drove by the Nashville airport uh, doing something else the other day, and there were three cars in the parking lot. Now, you tell me, how many airlines are going to succeed if that's the, the status quo? No, they're but gonna, anyway, they're all right. Money. We'll move on. Um, yeah, we'll move on. All right, so what else we got? Well, I mean, to, about diversification and that, that side of it for advisors, I think before we move on to something interesting uh, about the coin shortage, you know, <laughs> cycles come and go. You know, I think advisors just have to stay true to, to, to preaching diversification. Um, you know, you look foolish from time to time and, and people look at you like you're, you have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, it, it is... Uh, it eventually does help when it comes to risk management for what it's worth. Yeah. So what, yeah. uh, coin shortage. I have no, I mean, I know you put this on the, on the, uh, on the docket for today and, and I have no idea what you're talking about, but tell, tell yeah, I me. did. I just thought this was, yeah, I just thought this was an interesting little tidbit that, you know, it's, I had heard it sort of anecdotally. Uh, I don't know if I even said that right. <laughs> uh, along the way over the last month or two, and, and we started to see, I've seen a few signs at a, a few businesses, and now it's gotten to the point where, then uh, this is what brought it to my, kind of the attention to make me do a little bit more research. Uh, a couple of Chick-fil-A restaurants franchises have, have now been offering, not all of them, but some of them are offering a $10 bill for $10 in rolled coin and a free sandwich. So they, I thought it was funny that they limited it at 10. So, so some knucklehead that's got like 47 jars of coins at home isn't going to have sandwiches for the next year. Um, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Get 10 bucks on a sandwich. I mean, hey, what, what, what a better deal. Um, but this really revolves around the fact that, our, again, you look at different factors, like how many cars are in the parking lot at a particular business or an industry. Well, this goes to the fact that the 
people are not using cash and there isn't as much cyclical spending going on. You know, the consumers are not out there in the normal droves and therefore there's random amounts of coinage flowing through from pocket back to, to vendor and then vendor back to pocket. People get change like I do and I throw it in a bucket until I can take it and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden it now costs, just for the record, it costs the Fed two cents to make a penny. Is that with the new one? Yeah, I haven't heard of that. I mean, so, you know, do you want to make more? I mean, personally, I'm... Well, hold on, hold on. Can I interject? I want to interject something because I have always stated, which I have now learned is a very elitist uh, stance. I've always stated, like, what's the point of cash? You know, like, who cares? Like, just credit, you know, electronic. And someone corrected me, which I appreciate when he said, look, there's a, a large majority of America that's unbanked and they don't have bank accounts. They don't have Venmo on your iPhone. And they rely on cash and coins. Um, and I just, you know, I never thought of it from that angle. And so as much as yeah. I would like to see cash and coins go away, there has to be another push to, to get those folks to end the banking system. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think it was Tyrone Ross to, to throw some credit out there. Um, he's, he's making a big educational push, and, and certainly I want to see if there's a way that we can, we can continue to help in that mode. But... Um, yeah, from from that standpoint, I didn't realize it until I saw a post from him about the fact that yes, it was it was a crazy at the volume of people I didn't realize that weren't in the essentially in the banking system. And so, yeah, you're right. I, I would agree with you. I fall into that category. I felt pretty elitist when I was like, yeah, I've always been, dude, just, you know, do Apple Pay, do credit card, do, you know, whatever. And the reality is we're just not there as a society. We need to do some work to to help get this um, uh, taken care of. But, you know, without going too deep in there, the reality is we do have a coin shortage. It is something that there is now actually a Fed task force to deal with the coin shortage, which is pretty funny when you think about it, um, of all the problems in the world. You know, that's apparently a, 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 a biggie. So, yeah, that's it. There's no big there's no big summation. It's just a matter of, again, part of our process is to bring especially podcasts like this one, because what are some of the hot topics out there? What are some of the things that are going on that maybe you haven't had a chance to catch yet? Cool. So any other thoughts there? No, nothing. All right. What you got for a recommendation? Uh, well, since uh, we're in pandemic times here, let me uh, see what it is. It's called the, the Gatapak mask. And so I have young kids. And to start, we got, you know, Frozen and Mickey Mouse masks that, you know, just to encourage them to wear it more when we went out and look cool right. and all that stuff. But But they're not actually quality. They fall off their ears. It's hard to stay on. Um, so Gatapak, someone recommended, they have the straps that you can loosen and tighten and they, they're snug around your ear and, uh, and you can get filters that you can replace. And they're, they're pretty phenomenal. If you have kids or, 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 you know, that, that, that won't put them on or try to take them off, you can get them pretty snug in there and, and they'll stay on. So, uh, it's, cool. uh, I have no idea what it costs. My wife bought it for me, but, uh, it, they, uh, Christopher can throw it in the show notes that they were, uh, they fit great. And I, I think they're a good buy. All right, cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll make mine pretty quick. Uh, I probably should have done the reverse. Uh, I, in a podcast already, I've mentioned some rollerblade wheels for the new chair that I got. But frankly, I should be talking about the new chair that I got. <laughs> <laughs> because I made the mistake of, of buying a cheap chair. Uh, cheap, I don't know, it was a couple hundred bucks, and it lasted all of six months. Um, so the Work Pro 
uh, God, I can't get this right. 9, yeah, Work 000. Pro 9,000 chairs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I got it off, uh, you can get it off of Amazon, but pretty much everybody's about the same cost, around 400 bucks. Uh, I, I picked mine off uh, up from Office Depot so that I could actually just go over and get it, which of course you made fun of me for doing so. But I got it that night uh, when my other chair well, was broken. You so also, it was sort of an you immediate also got need. The, uh, the warranty, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but go ahead. I think it's that's showing your age. Who the they, hell pays they, for those they, things anymore? They threw the warranty. Yeah, it's, just, it's like seven bucks. Well, you know what? Since I just had one that broke that fast, I thought, why not? Seven dollars. Well, I'll can I tell Usually you something? I'm not a warranty so, guy. so my buddy used what? to work at Circuit City, and they would sell these, uh, any types of, uh, obviously you know electronics and whatnot. I don't know if you know about Circuit yeah. City, but uh, yeah, they yeah. Were, the warranty. They were trained to push the warranty because that's where they made all their commission and money. And so maybe it's worth it, but it's always been in my head to just say no to all those. But yeah, yeah, well, for yeah. what it's worth, back in the day, I, I when I first got uh, out of college, I, I did a, a dual task. I worked at the bank full-time, and then I also worked at uh, Best Buy. So I went through that same exact process as Circuit City, and I was, I was adding another 20, 30 hours a week there. Um, yeah, so I know all about the warranties, and like I said, nine times out of ten, I'm not taking it, but for, I don't know, six or seven bucks, I was like, you know what? Why not? All right, so do you, like the, do you there. like the chair? I mean, Yeah, actually, I do. The only thing that I I would wish that you could tilt the bottom back a little bit because I like to sort of feel like I'm setting down in it. But I mean, minus that, it is great. Great adjustment, very comfortable. It's got a you know a, a, a sort of a cushiony feel. So I mean, you're not you don't feel like you're sitting on a brick. Uh, but yeah, it has several different adjustments to it to to get to the point where you're comfy um cool. in the chair and it seems to work great so oh. anyway on that note i guess we are done for the day you got anything else brother that's it have a good one all right peace all opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of potomac fund management this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.